Hey, welcome to episode 29 of Defy the Norm. So I am so excited because today I'm going to be interviewing Shannon with Full Timing Family, and we're going to be talking about how she chose to live boldly and to step into her highest self and what it feels like to um, really follow your instincts and do something that you're really passionate about, even though you know you might have some element of social shaming or fears along the way. We're going to talk a little bit about how personality type really helps uh, in some ways to help you step outside your comfort zone and align with this highest self and how sometimes it can get in the way. And uh, I'm really excited because every Monday I'm going to be bringing you another interview or a new interview with somebody else besides me who lives boldly, unapologetically, and is uh, really excited about, you know, living living out their purpose and doing something that they're passionate about. So I hope you enjoy these interviews. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. You're the first person I'm recording for the podcast, so I'm really excited to uh, to have you on here. And uh, we had this idea, and a little bit a while ago, but I have to tell you that it's because uh, my astrology and moon omens. I always get the. Do you get moon omens ever? Do you no, follow moon omens? That? No. No, it's like, I need you, you. It, it's astrology. And so it'll tell you, you know, cancer, this, this new moon is say, says this for you, or this full moon, this Aww. is going to happen for you this month. And so the girls and I always download our, like our reading or whatever it is for our astrology each month. And it said something about like, you need to embrace your soul tribe more often. And I'm like, and it was like a light bulb moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great. I need to start bringing in because I'm not a very social person. I'm horrible about like really? making time. I would have never that. guessed that about you. <laughs> I know people think I'm so extroverted and I'm just like, really? I, I mean, between <laughs> my own brain and you know the needs of kids and then adventure, I just, I'm not a very social person. It's not that I don't like people. It's just, I don't make time for, for that. And so when it said that, I'm like, I'm going to start interviewing people because then I can like bring the party into my computer. And that's probably a good starting point for me. So thank you. I'm glad you, I'm glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I feel special. Yes. Thank you so much. I love your family. So I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you. And I mean, you're, you do such an amazing job of like um, being more social and uh, I can usually ask my kids like, oh, how's Shannon doing over there? What's going on with these people? And they, they're so good about keeping up to date because you follow them on, on their social medias. It's, it's like, yeah. I feel like I know you better than I know you. <laughs> you know? Um, I know, so, I know. I feel right? the same way with your family. So uh, tell us to start with, like, how long have you guys been living in an RV? What, you know, give me a little bit of your backstory. Yeah. So I think in June, it's going to be two years. It feels longer, but it also feels shorter. But um, it's been two years. Um, we started RVing um, 
well, like long story short, my husband was going to get out of the military. So we bought a house in Maryland. Um, and then he finally decided he's going to stay in. So I didn't want to buy a house everywhere that we went. Um, so we finally just decided to jump on this. This was a dream we had long before we jumped on it and we were just too afraid to jump into it. So, um, that just presented like the perfect opportunity to finally just go for it. And, um, yeah, two years, it's gone by slow and quick at the same time, but no regrets. I absolutely love it. (laughs) Yeah. And where are you guys right now? Right now we're in California, oh, Southern you? California. So San Diego. Okay. Are you still in San Diego still? Okay. I knew, I, I knew you were yep. in San Diego. So, you know, but I didn't know if you guys were um, floating around a little bit. Well, I think, you know, that we, San Diego used to be our home base for a very long yeah. time. In fact, I'm surprised. I, I don't know. When did yeah. you guys get to San Diego last? Or when but, did you, have you um, been there the so whole I'm two actually, years? No. So I'm, I'm born and raised here. Um, and I met my husband here and then, um, three years ago we moved to Maryland. We got stationed there next to his family. Okay. And then, um, in November we ended up moving back to San Diego and getting restationed here. Oh, that's neat. Where'd you go to high school? Steel Canyon. Oh. Do you know oh, what okay. it is? I went to Monta Vista. It's like a charter yeah, school. Yeah. Well, cause I'm born so. in... Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Where did, did no, were you exactly in San Diego for because... high school? Yeah, my husband and I are both born and raised. All of our family still in San Diego. So, yes, we, um, he went to Saints, but I went to Monta Vista. But yeah, Steel Canyon's East County, okay. so that's where I grew up. I know. Yeah, we're neighbors. Um, <laughs> that's right. Uh, I just graduated, probably a decade different. <laughs> you, so you have three kids? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I'm old. Three. I'm old now. In fact, I saw somebody from high school in, uh, we were in San Alejo, I don't know, a month ago, and somebody recognized me and I was like, whoa, I can't believe you recognized me. But then I thought I probably don't look that much different in, you know, just a little more wrinkled. I I, I hope to age like you do. I hope to age like you do. Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. So tell me kid wise, how old are your kids? Yes. I have one that's about to be seven, one that will be five right after and then I uh, a three-year-old I could have kept that simple you're in it you're in the heat still I'm gonna tell you yes I am yeah it's (laughs) I tell people about that like you probably feel a little light at the end of the tunnel but it's not quite bright enough yes it's it's kind of like RV living though you know it's goes by so fast so you're trying to savor it but at the same time you feel like um like you want to breathe a little bit more Yes, absolutely. Um, did uh, so like with defy the norm for us, it's all about you know living boldly and bravely and outside the box. And uh, do you feel like when you decided, you mentioned that it was a little scary, you know, you had some yeah. fears, it was your dream, but you had some fears about living in an RV. Do you feel like, um, I don't know that this, do you feel like people were going to judge you or do you feel like? more that, oh, I don't know if I have what it takes to live in an RV? That's a good question. So I didn't... Hard question, sorry. No, (laughs) it is and it isn't. So at first, I don't really care what people think. I know that sounds really cold-hearted. That was never like a concern for me. Um, I was more so concerned about what my kids would feel. 
um, about it, like being so confined and not having their own space and their own beds and like decorating their room like normal kids, you know? Um, so I think that's where it hit me the hardest. But for me and my husband, um, this was always something that we've talked about. And then it's something that we want to continue after um, our kids are out of the house. So this feels like home to me. And I know it seems crazy to people, but um, there's definitely, I'm not worried about people judging me to answer that. Yeah. Yeah, I know your concerns. I mean, when we first started living in an RV, Gabby was 14 and that feeling, I didn't feel so much about their house. It was, I felt a little bit cold because they were already a little bit older. I felt kind of cold and like when we downsized, I kind of just like, just throw it away, just throw it away. Like it's not that important. And then afterwards I thought, God, I'm I'm such that type of person that I don't really care about these memories. I have the memories inside. I don't save things. Yeah. And then after my like, guy, I was kind of cold to just, like, just throw <laughs> it away. But, but they had this time when um, their friends were all going to prom and they weren't, we would be in Europe and they're like flipping mm-hmm. through Instagram and like see all their friends. And they talk about this on their own platform a little bit more, but it's, it was hard. It was definitely guilt. So much guilt to think like, yeah. Oh, I'm, it, I'm making them miss out on this, but with time and doing it over and over and seeing these amazing places, both myself, I was like, well, I'm giving them something totally different. Oh, yeah. And I think you probably feel that, right? That you're, oh, yeah. you're, they're missing out on something, maybe they're decorating, but they're getting something that's like immeasurable oh, in a way. Yes, absolutely. Way more measurable. So uh, much. Yeah. I don't regret it yeah. even at this point. I still, there's times I can't lie where I feel semi-guilty because I want them you know they're around people who aren't in RV life a lot so um when they see things and I can see their envy like picking up it's both like saddening to me but also a great moment to like teach them that um you know it's okay if other people have things that you don't like it's all we all have things that the other person doesn't um at the same time I feel like there's people who yeah if you're constantly yeah, and there's people who are envying giving what we're giving our kids. So, I mean, we can't look at what we don't have. We have to look at what we have is the way I kind of see it. Yeah. Well, that's a very healthy uh, sacral chakra place to, to look at it from. So Thank you. as long as you can maintain that, it'll help you do Because <laughs> there's naturally some parts that you just feel like, oh, my goodness, am I doing the wrong thing? And it's, I think yeah. it's just part of it. It's normal. It's motherhood. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. No, no matter what. Um so do you, you as a person, as a, not as a mom, like what are the things that fuel you the most? What makes you feel um, badass? Oh, <laughs> uh-uh, just in life or with um, like RV life? No, so, just in general. Okay. The things that, that's a good question because I mostly look at myself as a mom. I haven't thought of myself like outside of that. <laughs> what makes me feel badass? Honestly, like when I'm on my well, I noticed on Instagram you're gardening. Go ahead. What were you Go ahead. Say? Is it gardening? I love gardening. gardening? Yeah. No, I saw. I saw you painting at the beach. Oh, okay. Yes, I I <laughs> love getting like artsy and creative. Um, I feel like that's where I feel more most at home is when I get to like create things. Um, and that's why I like gardening also. Um, and I love to like cook just creating things without going like off of a recipe or I'm just a creator, I guess I can say as far as badass. 
I don't know. When I like to, I like to try new things, and when I get to do that, I feel pretty badass. When I go outside of my comfort zone. Yeah. What it though? You like that? Do you get yeah. to do it very often, or do you, or with the age of your kids, does it feel oh. like it's still a little limited? My husband supports me a lot to to do stuff like that, so um, I feel like I get to do it more than the average mom. But it's definitely limited. Then, then, um, um, I'm sorry, my kids just walked in. Definitely more limited than, um, (laughs) you know, someone who doesn't have kids. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I tell you, like the uh, age when I my oldest three were seven, five, and three. Yeah, it was pretty badass if I got to go for a run. Okay, so (laughs) it wasn't like I was living this life when my kids were that age. So that's, I, I asked the question, but it's not expected to be like, oh yeah, I just go climb rock walls every other Sunday. And that's <laughs> yeah, no. that's uh, I not the expected. And <laughs> it was only when my kids got to a certain age that I had the space to, to do that. And it helps when they can do it too with you, because I kind of, as much as I like to adventure, I only do it because I do it with my kids. If I, if they were like, oh mom, I hate doing this. I probably wouldn't go do it for myself because I would choose being yeah. with them instead oh, yeah. of doing something just for me. It would be hard. It would be much harder. Um, yes. Is oh, there okay. something that like uh, that you you look for to like? Oh, I can't wait till they're whatever teenagers and. Oh, yes, I mean, honestly, like time with my husband is what I'm looking the most forward to. <laughs> um, and I know that that sounds bad, but. Yeah. Um, we we had kids really young, so we didn't really get a lot of like adventure time together um, or, um, you know, all that fun stuff. So I'm really looking forward to being able to share more experiences just with him and I. But um, with my kids, I'm also looking forward to, this sounds silly, but just having like simple conversations and moments with them that they don't quite understand yet, you know? Yes. Oh, totally. Because, um, yeah, I mean, like they're my best friends now, but I'm, but they're what, 21, 20, 17, 12. I mean, even maybe not so much my 10 year old, she's still a little young to have those kind of conversations, but getting there, it's like night and day when, uh, you know, the big moment is when your oldest turns about 12, because I remember that, uh, you know, I, I got married or I met Victor. I was still 17. And then we got married when I turned 21. We had Dan, we opened a business when I was 20. We had Danny when I was 22. So I know exactly what you mean about, I was so busy mom. Like I I just wanted to be with my husband more. Yeah. And then, um, so we ended up opening that business just because I was like, I just want to see you all the time. And so we, we opened a business together and then we had our kids around us all the time. And it got to be even though we were around each other, it wasn't the same. It wasn't, it's nothing like it is now as far as the space in our relationship because our kids are older. But when your your oldest turns about 11 or 12, it's like this new freedom that you have in your <laughs> in your relationship where you can be like, okay, you guys stay in the RV. We're going for a walk. You are, we're going for a run together or whatever. Or we're going to run to the grocery store. You guys are good for an hour. Like that just yeah. opens up so much space. Yeah, I feel like I'm at a point <laughs> right now that I can't. So I know what you're doing. I can't even imagine that, but it's going to come. I know it. (laughs) Yeah. 
it will. I know. And I like when you say it, I'm like, oh, it feels so vivid when I was in that space of like not having that. And, yeah. and you remind me. So it makes me smile. Um, so let's see. Um, do you homeschool your seven-year-old then? So I did. Um, we just moved to a, um, like a really small town that has a really small school that I actually went to as a kid. So I decided to put him in just because of COVID. Um, he, you know, we weren't able to do like homeschooling with other families as easy. So he was lacking that connection. Um, so actually come September, he's going to, we're going to go back to homeschooling. Um, but right now he's in public school. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, it gives you a little free space to. to... It's nice. It's, it's hard. No matter what, it's hard. Yeah, but I think I'm the only mom that's like, please don't go back off a of spring break. Let's stay. I, I don't like the structure of public school because I like to go and do things. And it's just hard. It's really hard to like have a routine like that. That sounds weird. But I want to be able to like go off with him, no. you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, don't you think that living in an RV is one of the first things you kind of fall in love with is adaptability? Like yeah. I can leave, I can come, I can go, I can move my RV to another spot if I want. It's so, and I mean, as much as I'm a planner, I hate routine. I yes. I don't like, I like to just be intuitive if I wake up and I feel like I want to yeah. just go hike today or go for a run. I don't want to think ahead about it. So exactly. I couldn't do that alone, I couldn't do the school systems just because I couldn't stick to a schedule. So I, I think you're the same person because that's how I feel. I want to be routined, but just not like uh, that. Yeah. Well, maybe the routine is like my routine is that I get to walk with my husband every day or we share a really amazing dinner together. But yeah. but the routine of having to show up at a certain time at a certain place every day. <laughs> I honestly, that's why my husband does all of our personal, all the personal training. And I haven't done as much um, as, you know, we used to own a personal training gym together. And it was like, when we moved into an RV instantly, I'm like, I can't have like a full-time schedule where I have to show <laughs> up. And, and, and so blogging naturally became an easier thing yeah. for me because I could be like, well, I can go play and then I can write the mm -hmm. blog at two in the morning or no, that's find awesome. some other ways but he he loves he loves his schedule it's funny how opposites attract yeah I was just gonna say that <laughs> does your husband like the routine if he's in the um, military he's probably used to routine so as far as I think he's learned to not like routine um but we definitely are opposites attracting um but as far as that we both like our freedom I think we're pretty similar in that one do you guys uh does it look like you have to stay in San Diego or are you hoping to um, move to other locations? I we so we're supposed to be here for two more years, but if he like ranks up then we might have to move sooner, but probably not. San Diego's pretty big. Um but yeah. if we can, we kinda wanna try Hawaii or Spain, which might take us out of the R V for mm -hmm. a year or two, but give us some pretty cool experiences. So we're open to moving. Um, yeah, both of those. <laughs> Can't complain. That would be awesome. Both of those would be great <laughs> destinations to go to. Yes. <laughs> Been to both. We spent a lot of time in Spain. It was nice. Spent oh, a really? lot of time in Hawaii. I don't know. So uh, with the defy the norm idea, like, is there anything, 
any tips you'd give people if they're thinking about like stepping outside their comfort zone, whether it's living in an RV or homeschooling or, or I guess my tip, yeah, my tip would be to just stop overthinking it. And I know that sounds really cliche, but um, I mean, we spent two years like daydreaming over fifth wheel living. And now that we're in it for two years, I'm like, why were we overthinking this? Um, And I think that goes with anything that I've been nervous about um, that doesn't really align with society. Um, But I think if you really ask anyone who's done this for a while, we it's almost like second nature now like we don't want to follow the flow you you start to realize and your eyes start to get open that like the way society's doing it is just wrong like not judging people who are like yeah in that flow but it it just it's not right once you feel what's right if that makes sense yeah have you um for the last year have you been outside of san diego much yes have so you gone, it, i know you went to arizona for a little while yeah, so in 2020, right. when COVID hit, we actually did three and a half cross-country road trips in 2020, and then in 2021, I think we were able to hit um, another, like, 15 states coming back. So we've done a lot of road tripping um, over the last two years, for sure. Is it amazing? Mm-hmm. I mean, since we're both born and raised in San Diego, we love a lot of people there, is it amazing to see the difference in like mindset, um, mentality, like C- San Diego, like the rest of the U.S.? There are places that are like it, but the re- for the most part, most places are not like San Diego right now. No. Do you notice that when you travel? With mask That's- regulations and stuff? No. Is that what you mean? Just masks, even like, yeah, like, yeah. yes, masks, mm-hmm. but even like just. Yeah, I mean, and everything that is attached to that, just kind of yeah. the fear mindset, the like judgment mindset. Like, I feel like I leave, we've only gone into San Diego. I ran back for to surf and grab couches a month or two ago. And I'm like, oh, shoot, this is still going on here. And then my <laughs> husband went back to work for in San Diego a week ago. And he's like, whoa, this is so different than what we're used to now. And Montana, yeah. everything's open. So, oh, I wish. So, Arizona, when we went last month, um, people were walking in without masks and it felt so nice. Um, So every state definitely was different. We went to New Mexico not too long ago, too. And they were I believe they were the ones that were like um, like restaurants were even closed down. So every state is so different. Um, But at the same time, we we keep to our bubble and not that we don't like respect people who want to wear masks, but like if I'm outside in San Diego, I'm not wearing a mask. If I go in a store, yeah. I'll put it on to go through the doors, but I I I peek my nose out. <laughs> so I try to like balance yeah. respecting other people here and respecting myself at the same time. So well, I was just thinking it's in terms of like how you said you overthink things or people in general overthink things. I think they overthink it because they don't know any better. Like if you're in a bubble, like when you're in Sandy, I know for me, when I'm in San Diego, I think, oh, wow, if I was only in this bubble all the time, my perception of reality would be so different. I would naturally overthink something. But all Uh of a sudden you, you escape into these other areas and you're like, oh, wait, that like my perception was not necessarily reality. And oh, yes. so I think even in RV living, we, we want all the answers. Like I get a lot of emails, like 
with so many fears and like, what about this? What about that? And, and like you said, you're like, oh, we're overthinking it. You just go yeah. and it works out. Yeah. And it, it's funny you say that because me and I mean, my husband um, was born and raised like on the East Coast and I'm born and raised on the West Coast. And even just like our cultural differences, like it that we had a lot to work through with that in the beginning of our marriages because he never left that bubble. I never really left my bubble. And then we both had this idea of how life was supposed to be. And then um, once we both started to travel a lot, we were like, we were both messed up with like how we thought life was supposed to be. So even in the United States. Well, I'm going to tell you that's a match made in heaven <laughs> because uh, since you're familiar with San Diego, I was born in East County, kind of like out by Lakeside, El Cajon yeah. area. And my husband's from South Bay down by Chula Vista. <laughs> and uh, he's Mexican-American culture. Like we're from the same city per se, but like completely opposite. And and parts of that have made it a really complimentary. And some of them are like, I think what you said is perfect is you have to, you have to go into it knowing that we're both wrong. If you go into that, we're both right. And you're trying to protect your way. It won't work. Mm -hmm. But like, you're like, yeah, I was wrong. And he's like, yeah, I was wrong. And now (laughs) we get to like, kind of jumble it together. Let's try to create something different here. Yes. Yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> well, I know you're super creative because you do a lot of the remodeling in your RV, right? Or have you guys done yeah. a lot of like, weren't you guys doing some remodels? Yes, I would like, yeah, we've done more than I'd like to admit because we do have a 2020. So we bought it brand new and just started remodeling it because there's nothing. I When I have a house, I've always been this way. When my husband was in the military, I might get in trouble. but. I went to his barracks and started decorating it because I'm like, this has to feel like home. And um, I'm the same way with here. Like, I want this to feel like home. I didn't want it to feel like an RV. So my husband, you know, he was a little apprehensive. But once we started to, like, piece it together, he was like, I'm happy that we did a lot of remodeling um, because it feels like home now and not a fifth wheel. Yeah, it looks really nice. I mean, I wish... I wish I could do that to ours. I don't think I have it in me. I Our class C, we did try to remodel it, but we didn't do it right. And so it oh didn't God. come out that great. No, you're and overthinking then, it. You're overthinking. No, <laughs> um, we, yeah. we, you, I, I will have to show you some of our failures because if I can do this, anyone can. And I, it was not pretty. But do continue about your remodel. I'm sorry. But I just was like, no, I don't. I yeah, hope no, people know. Well, like, it's it may look really pretty on Instagram now, but it's it was a disaster, and I cried, and I've messed up. I had the whole paint on my cabinets peel off. Like, I'm not good. I've gotten good though. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, when it peeled off, did you have to like go back and resand them and then paint yeah. it again, or I had I had my up? kids picking yes. it off, and I had to go resand. I'll have to repost a picture of my stories sometime soon. Okay. Because now I won't cry about it. <laughs> That's what we did to our class C. I was like, luckily we weren't living in it, I guess, in the time at the time. But yeah, I'd like, oh, we'll just throw some white paint on it. It'll look so great. And it did look so great for a couple of weeks. And the paint starts peeling. And yes, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't, we don't sit still very long is our problem. So it's as much as, when my kids were really young and we'd move into a house, like I would, I would have the entire 3000 square foot house painted 
in like a week myself. I mean, I put the kids in front of Dora for two hours, paint as much as I could, and then like play with them for a half hour, then put in another two hours, like just go, go, go. And, and I think now it's just, I don't know, maybe I just used up all that type of energy back then. No. Cause I know what you, what you feel like, but I, I don't know if I can I do know. it. Our, our fifth wheel trailer is, it needs a remodel, but I don't know. Oh. A lot of work. At the same time, there's a charm to not having the um, like feeling the need to remodel it and just like existing. So part of me wishes that I just like was fine with whatever it looked like. Um, sometimes I feel like I get caught up in the aesthetics of it, and it's silly. But um, do you mind if I know you're interviewing me? But I would really like to know what is your enneagram because when you say that you like could sit your kids down for a while um, and like, just go, go, go. And you never stop. You know, funny. I was going to ask you the same question. I resisted for a second. I am an eight wing seven. Okay. I am the maverick to a T. Okay. So I knew you what had you? seven in you because of the go, go, go and like adventure. I'm a six wing seven. Okay. So we're, I guess, yeah. We I both meet in the middle. Um, that uh, I don't know. I'm usually anyone drawn to me has a seven or a seven wing in them. Yeah, I don't shouldn't even say drawn to me. I feel like that's the only wing or uh, personality that kind of can like find the humor in my intensity, and that's pretty much it. That like I'm such an intense person that a lot of people are like, "Oh my goodness, Robin, she's too much." But no. but then if like you have that, that's what yeah. I said. Like in um in reading my moon omens that I was like, oh, cause I'm so much like workaholic, workaholic. And then whatever, five o'clock hits like, all right, it's time to party or, or we'll, <laughs> I'll come back to Montana and work really intensely. And then I hit the road and it's like, it's a party. Everything for me is like work, 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 and then party. And, and so oh. it's that, that like ebb and flow of that's not like, that's not everybody's uh, wiring for sure. They're kind of like, Ooh, that's, that's intense. intense. And so I thought, oh, with, with interviewing people, I can bring the party into me no, and I then it. it feels fun. <laughs> um, no, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's funny. So in grow, I, I was, I thought you were a six, seven or, or I was trying to figure out if it were a nine, one, because that's my husband. That's really funny There's that you say that. that. Well, but in, I, <laughs> he's a nine, one. He's a nine, one. You really? Head, yeah. He's a, it's, it's interesting. Um, that makes you guys a really good, uh, very compatible. Thank very, you. Um, go with the flow, right? Oh <laughs> Easy going. My husband and I are sometimes too much. Yeah, <laughs> because then because he doesn't probably like to make decisions. No, right? No, and I need a decision maker. <laughs> 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 yeah. And can you tell what your kids are? Um, kind of. It's funny because I can tell what other kids are, but with my kids, it's kind of hard. I know that my son, I think he's leaning towards a nine. Um, and then I can't tell what my girls are yet. Not yet. I think they're too okay. little for me. It's to hard play. when they're young. I know that they're not eights and I know that they're not like ones because they're pigs. <laughs> they're like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're too messy for that. Yes. <laughs> uh, you probably could tell if they're a seven really fast too, because I have um yes. I have a five, a three, uh nine, a seven, and a six. 
And yeah, so our whole, and then my husband's a two. And so it's funny to have seven of the nine personalities in our family. It's really good, but it's interesting because it's taken, like, I know how to navigate it. Like, oh, you do this is where you're amazing. You do this. We plug everybody in. It's kind of like I run a corporation in my house. <laughs> like we have a ladder, like, okay, well, you're, at, you're, you're at this wing, you're doing this, you're ahead of that, that part. And, and everyone, you just delegate, but I, I love that though, because um, um, to get to know like your kids on, or Enneagrams in general, I feel like I've, I've been asking everyone lately what their Enneagram is. Cause it helps you understand like how they work so much more. And then you can understand how you need to, it's kind of like the the five love languages. Once you know their love language, you can give them love, mm-hmm. help you receive it. Well, it's kind of like with Enneagrams, once you know how they work, you know how to like um, understand them and, re- and um, reach them, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, have you watched any of our, our Making Mindfulness Fun videos? Yes. Yes. Yes, you have? Okay. Yeah. Um, there, uh, it, that's like all everything we've been breaking down is like is is how important even for communication but like for self-care like what you need as a six is totally different than what your husband needs as a nine just to like break even really to like keep your head above water and it's really interesting do you know your Myers-Briggs um so I I do but I never there's so many letters in them I know I'm like the, it's like a rare one, but I actually think more people are it than not. But it's like the introvert, extra, I'm like somewhat introvert mostly, and then semi extra. I don't know the, the like INJF, like I don't know that. Yeah. The letters of it, but. Right. I know that I refuel by like a long okay. time. Yeah. And you'd be like the same as me where people would perceive you as extroverted, yeah. but, but really you're introverted. You know? yeah. 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 Myself too. <laughs> Um, it's funny too, do you know, you probably didn't, did you know you were a six before you moved into your RV? No, I still, I'm not even sure exactly what a six is. So it's funny because you, you nailed it when you said like how, um, you were like, you overthought it and that's like super normal for a six, seven, like your, your seven, your wings kind of like your behavior where, what, how you, but your six is like with like the core desire, you know? So your core desire is to be safe, but yes. your seven's like, but I want to go have fun. And so like naturally you'd overthink it. That, that would be obvious. Like most, a lot of six sevens actually do choose this lifestyle because it does fit. As soon as you realize like, wait, it is safe to live in my RV. Like yeah. I have all, I like I, truly a six, seven is like, as long as it's safe, where's the party? Yeah, fun and and so yes. it's, yeah, it was <laughs> it, it was natural that that question would come up for you. Um, if you were a six five, you would have like researched every single detail about living in an RV. But the little bit I know of you, I don't think you have a that your five no. wing is that you're not no. a huge like. <laughs> no, no, I think I used to yeah. be somewhat five, but I've gravitated more towards seven for sure. Yeah, that's great. Well, this was really fun. I appreciate you sharing your insight for uh, how you defy the norm. And I think you're doing a great job with uh, raising your kids. It's hard. I know it's hard when you're in the mix, but mm-hmm. keep it up. Hang in there because it's a it's a really amazing, it's a beautiful journey you're on. Thank you so much. And, and so, honestly, um, tell, uh, 
Oh no, I just want to say I, I really look up to your family. Like when I when I think of um, you know, raising my kids, you know, you always have to have a role model. I know it sounds silly because we know each other from online, but I really do admire your family and look up to the way that your kids bond together and um, just your family relationships. I know it's never like perfect, but yeah. It's good enough for me to aspire to. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. So people can find you on Instagram at full timing family, correct? Yes. And yes, on Instagram. Okay, I want to make sure that way if they hear it, they can uh you should definitely check out because Shannon has some really uh creative posts and a lot of inspirational posts too. I think you do an amazing thank job you. on your Instagram. I uh I struggle to stay up to date on Instagram and <laughs> Well, Gabby helps me a lot. For our Nomads account, she she keeps us on track. But she usually is like, Mom, you need to write an Instagram post again. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I promise. (laughs) I'm just, (laughs) it's hard for me to stay on top. You know, she does all of our photo editing. So she makes sure she gets the picture and then she comes into me. Like I said, we're kind of like a corporation. She walks into me like, okay, I need a caption. Let's go. And so we we work as a team well, but I struggle. In fact, I'm trying to show up on my own personal Instagram more, but it's not my, it's definitely not my uh, go-to. I mean, you're raising a lot of kids, so put them to work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and as I've taught them to become entrepreneurs, all we've done instead is just like added business models. So right now I feel like I'm running three businesses at once. And so it gets to be slightly overwhelming, but it's, I enjoy it. I really, I kind of like being a workaholic. So (laughs) you guys are doing awesome. Well, thank you, Shannon. Did I cut? I hope I got it. I think I asked you all the questions. Oh, I know there was one more question. I'm looking at my notes really quick. So to finish up, to wrap it up, if you could tell your younger self anything, what would you tell your younger self? Okay, so this has nothing to do with with RV life or anything, but if I could tell my younger self anything, it would be to find healing and make that like my priority because when, you know, I had a really weird childhood and I think that that's what's led me to be like comfortable, like coming and going from like family and whatnot. Um, but I was an angry kid, um, and I had a lot of growth that I needed to do from like pains as a child that I just transformed into anger towards the world. And, um, over time, like, you know, life won't allow you to just keep being angry or it'll just keep festering, um, that kind of emotion coming back to you. Um, so I just wish I found healing sooner. If I could go back, I would tell the younger Shannon to find healing and be okay with the hurt and like find a way to make it benefit your future. Eventually I did though. So, you know, I learned it later, but. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems to me like you found the perfect companion to help with that. Like I, I I relate to, I think it was not coincidence that you were the first person I ended up interviewing. Um, I can relate a lot. You know, sixes and eights actually have a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of sixes actually mistype as eights. Um, eights naturally are, are angry type people, but a six that's not nurtured as a child in a healthy way will like kind of take on, 
if your parents had known that you were a six, they could have probably set you up um, for success better because a big thing for sixes is loyalty. And so if you can't depend on your parents, Mm -hmm. it's really hard. And like one of my kids is a six and it's amazing, um, you know, how much different I have to parent her than the others. And so it's, um, it naturally, that's, that's, I think a normal, uh, I mean, I think we all have to heal ourselves for in some, in some sense, but it is really interesting to, to know that that pain was probably linked a lot to personality type and that if, or which came first because of that, you became a six who's, it's hard to say I I had a bad childhood. I always, I wonder that I, I do think I'm a six because of my childhood. And then that's why I worry a lot. And I don't want like, I will preface with my mom did a great job. She tried her very, very best given the circumstances. Yeah, no, but, um, I, um, I do think I'm a six because of my past. And I wonder, you know, when, when my mom came to visit recently, she said that I have a lot of the same personalities as my youngest daughter. And, um, I look at my youngest daughter and I kind of lean towards a seven for her because she's very like, go, go, go. Um, and I remember being like a very happy, like fun and bubbly and like out there kid. I think trauma like changed that a little bit. But when I am my most healed self, I lean more towards a seven, which is very um, like outgoing and happy and wants to be just, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, the life um, of the party. <laughs> Yeah, so I do kind of think that it's it, interesting. Yeah, it's really it is interesting to know like the, the chicken come before the egg. Who knows? How do you ever know? Yeah, because my parents were divorced really young, and there's so much anger and fighting that the big thing with an eight is they're like nobody's gonna hurt me again. And so I I noticed like yeah, yeah if I had different upbringing, maybe I wouldn't or have been an eight, but yeah, or whatever. We I, are and I would have. Yeah, and I would have resonated as an eight. Back, you know, when I was talking about healing from the past, I would have called myself an eight back then because I was very like, don't mess with me, don't mess with my family, don't mess with anyone that I care yeah. about. And then, um, you know, not all eights are like that because of trauma. Um, I feel like you can be a healthy eight. I was not a healthy version of an eight. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It That's changes, though. It always well, that was really good advice, me. I think. I think uh, a lot Thank of people you. need to hear that or can appreciate hearing that right now. So I'll let you go. I love your shirt, by the way. Together we can change Thank the world. You. Your daughter's shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I need a shirt like that. I know. All right. well, thank you for sharing your time with me, Shannon. I appreciate thank it. So and um, anyone who wants to follow you, go check out Full Timing Family on Instagram and thank be you. inspired to defy the norm. Thank you.